Hello, Remnant Warriors. Welcome, Gideon's 300. This is the Friday edition of the Todd Coconato Podcast. My name is Pastor Todd Coconato. I am the host of the broadcast. And uh, if you have found us, you are probably part of the remnant. And so I thank you for tuning in. Hey, listen, I've been telling you guys about Friday and, and that we wanted to do an exhortation. And uh, before we get to that, I just want to say we do have a second Zoom call for Remnant Leaders. Uh, if you have not signed up, you can go to toddcoconato.com, T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O.com, and you'll see a little thing they call a floater that comes up on the website. Just sign up right there, and we'll send you the information for the call that we're looking like we're going to do on the 26th, uh, which is next Friday, a week from today. So if you want to be a part of that, make sure you join. We'd love to have you, and we're just strategizing and thinking of different things that we can do from an action standpoint in our communities and beyond uh, as we push back against the tyranny and many of the discouraging things that we're seeing happening in the United States of America and our world. And uh, we have to be active. Uh, we're meant to be the head, not the tail. And uh, we're tired of people just talking. We want action. So that's what the remnant leaders will be doing is we'll think of action, strategies, different ways that the body of Christ can stand up for righteousness. Amen. All right, guys. Listen, so I go around just like you. I talk to people. Obviously, I have family in my life. I have people that I work with just like you, children, same thing, uh, many of you. And so I get it. Many people right now, especially in our communities, in the Christian community, in the conservative world, many people are discouraged about what has happened in our country. We know what happened. Every day I bring forth different, different evidence and talk about it from a commentary standpoint, and we look at it through a biblical lens on this broadcast every single day. And there's days where I just don't want to report the news. I could report the news. I mean, I could tell you I got a bunch of things written down here. Uh, we could talk about how President Biden fell three times on his way getting on to Air Force One today. That's just an interesting spectacle to see an American president, supposed to be the most powerful man in the world, falling. Uh, and is there significance to that from a spiritual standpoint? And what does China and Russia think when they see our president in that type of uh, condition? So it's, you know, it's, it's really not for me to even sit here and try to attack Joe Biden. I mean, I honestly am concerned for his health. I think that it's a very sad situation, what they're doing, where they're uh, parading this man around as if he's uh, okay. He's not okay. Uh, there's definitely something wrong with his health. And uh, so it's an unfortunate situation, you know, regardless of the fact that we don't like what Joe Biden stands for. Uh, I do think that he's, he's involved in a tremendous amount of wickedness, his policies. Uh, we still need to pray for the man. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a bad situation that he's in right now. And uh, I pray that he comes to know Jesus. And I also pray for this just awful situation. I mean, everything that's happened from the steal of the election, because that's what it is. It's a fakery. It's a steal. It's fraud that took place on a massive, massive effort. And uh, we're still praying that that gets exposed. But for now, this guy's in there, and um, very sad to see it. It's almost like elder abuse. And the compassionate side of me, the pastor side of me, just feels bad for him as a human being, uh, that they would, gosh, let this guy go on like this. And then, and then we have to think about what's, what's going to happen after. Camilla Harris, she's going to come and, and be the president of the United States. And who is that woman? Well, I know well. I used to live in California and uh, dealt with her. She was, uh, you know doing a bunch of tyrannical things in the state government there of California. And now she wants to do that nationally and globally. And uh, she very likely could be the president very soon here. She's already meeting with foreign leaders and I think has a bigger role in the government than the president does because uh, she's more lucid. So it's a, it's a wild situation that we're in. And, uh, it, you know, Russia is looking at us. P Putin challenged Biden to a debate 
Obviously, Biden is not going to take that debate. Putin is a shrewd operator. He knows what's going on. He's not dumb. He knows that our president is not all there. Uh, he's, he's using that to his advantage and, and actually pointing that out and saying, hey, I'm, I'm lucid. I'm able to have a debate. Is the president of the United States able to do that? No. And uh, imagine how that looks to the world. Imagine how that looks to all the countries that are looking and seeing what just happened here. And we're now three months in, and it's just uh, it's still unbelievable uh, to see everything that's happened here. So uh, Putin's watching, of course, China. They're meeting with uh, the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, today. Um, apparently, uh, the delegation from China, uh, the Foreign Affairs uh, Chief, Yang uh, Zhichi, to meet uh, with Anthony or Anthony Blinken today, uh, and they they're saying the U.S. does not have qualification to say that it wants to speak from a position of strength. Can you imagine where we're at? The, the superpower of the world, the United States of America, and China is right there, just telling us you don't even have a position of strength. And this is this is where we are in the Biden administration. House passed an amnesty bill today. Even some Republicans apparently signed on to this bill. Uh, which will uh, legalize millions of Americans, or not Americans, now they'll be Americans. Uh, so it's a mass amnesty, and, and they're going to continue to do more of that. This is just the beginning part of the mass amnesty. Um, but uh, apparently 30, uh, you know, 30 GOP legislators voted for a Democrat um, farm worker am amnesty that would push many Americans out of jobs, push billions of dollars off payroll, uh, from rural towns to uh, foreign countries and slash investment in wealth creating farm machinery and uh, Can't believe it, but hey total of 30 yes votes is down from 34 yes votes for a similar bill in 2019 but despite the much increased pressure from wealthy business groups farm lobbies and ethnic activists uh, these 30 Republicans apparently signed on to this um, for the amnesty so we're, we're seeing things every day that's unprecedented, and uh, it really is. So anyways, I can get in all the news, but I think uh, what I want to do today, and I, I believe it's just been on my heart for the rest of the broadcast today, is to speak about where we are as the remnant warriors and what we can do uh, each day to, to keep ourselves uh, in the right state of mind, uh, to, to push back when we hear the people that just speak doom and gloom. It may be your spouse. It may be your children. Maybe your pastor, I hope not, uh, but it could be where many people are saying we are now, that's it. We're in the end times and, uh, you know, we're in judgment in America. And I even heard Alex Jones was saying that the other day, you know, we're, we're in judgment. That's it. That's what a lot of people are saying. And I get it. I mean, you look at uh, what we're doing as a country. There's a lot of uh, very har horrible things that we're supporting as a nation, including uh, the killing of the innocent. And so we, we are ripe for judgment. And so I can't argue with that. But I have to believe, and it's, it's literally exhausting for me. It takes a spiritual toll on me because uh, people attack me for, for continuing to pray for a breakthrough, for continuing to believe that God is going to move on our behalf, for, for continuing to pray what's been done in darkness will be brought to light. Uh, there's really no clear path as far as, you know, I know some people are saying the military is in control or this or that. Well, a lot of those voices have kind of stopped talking, if you notice. And I told you guys from a long time ago that I'm looking for a long-term relationship, not a short-term relationship. I remember telling my wife that many years ago. It's true. Uh, you know, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I don't want to just tell you a bunch of things that you want to hear. We need to have real conversations with real solutions and real actionable strategies that are honest, honestly divinely inspired from the Lord. 
Because if we don't do that, we're done. We're toast. We have to, friends. So, you know, I'm working behind the scenes every day. And I know some of you have supported us, and thank you so much. Uh, I honestly don't know how we get from month to month other than by the grace of God. But we do dramatically need your support and help. So thank you for those that are able to do that. And, uh, and we're pressing ahead with plans and strategies and meetings and different things that we as the Christian community can do to develop alternative ecosystems and alternative social media platforms and uh, you know an alternative phone company that's in the works right now. Many different things that we can't speak so much publicly about at this time that we are developing and putting together uh, because we really believe that we need to otherwise... As a, as a nation, we've already been censored. We've already been silenced on many of these sites. And, uh, you know, they're continuing to do it to me on some of the sites even that I'm streaming on right now. That's why we do the podcast now instead of just videos because we, we really know that we need to try to reach as many people as we can with the truth. And we have to be able to speak uh, the fullness of, of what we want to say. We can't just be censored. The tech platforms, the giants like Facebook and Twitter, that's what they want to do. They, they want to limit our ability to speak about certain subject matters, vaccines, covid uh, the, the fraud that just took place in the election, they'll take down your whole account for talking about those things. And I talk about that. So how do we push ahead as remnant warriors, despite the negativity, despite what people in our life may be saying, um, despite growing weary? The Bible says, do not grow weary in doing good. We have to learn how to get strength. And I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. What, I, what I'm labeling today, expectations, expectations. Uh, one of the best scriptures out there for my expectations is found in the uh, book of Jeremiah 29:11, which you probably know. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you hope and a future. So I have to rely on the fact that the Lord has said, here's your expectation for you, child of God, Todd Coconato, and whoever's listening to this broadcast who loves Jesus, that's you, that's you, by the way. I have plans for you, says the Lord, plans for hope and a future and not evil. So what are we looking at right now? We're looking at evil. So people question me, why are you still praying, Pastor Todd? Why are you still believing something's going to happen? Well, right here is a, is a really good reason, okay? Here's another expectation scripture that you probably know. Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything. <laughs> really? <laughs> do not be anxious about anything. Okay, I know a lot of people that are really anxious right now. Uh, the scripture is telling us to do otherwise. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Do we have a request right now? What's our request? Are we requesting that the Lord moves on our behalf for our nation? I'm requesting, I believe you're standing with me in this, that what was done in dark will be brought to light. There was massive fraud, corruption, illegal activity that has just taken place. And we're praying and believing that God moves on our behalf. So the first thing the scripture is saying here is he's got hope in the future for us. The promise is yes and amen, right? He says, I have plans for welfare and not evil to give you hope in a future. Okay, well, there you go. And then if you, if you go on here to this Philippians 4, 6, it says, don't be anxious, but in everything in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, thank you, Lord, Praise you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Let your request be known to God. Excellent. Excellent. In Matthew 11:28, it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So I'm going to call these three the trifecta. 
okay? The trifecta. First, we have the, the promise of hope and a future. He's not going to let the evil prevail. That's what he's saying here. The plans are for welfare and not for evil. Plain as day in Jeremiah 29, 11. Plain as day. Welfare, not for evil. So I know it looks evil and it looks like there's a lot of bad things that are happening, but God is saying he has plans and the plans are, are good. They're good plans. And then we went down to the next scripture, which I read. And, and what did it say? It said, don't be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So then God's saying, okay, look, I got good plans. By the way, uh, I need you to pray, not to be anxious, okay? All, you know, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to let our request be known. Okay, that's so important. Then he says, if you're heavy laden, he's going to give us rest. It reminds me of the scripture in, uh, you know, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty, Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my strength. It's in God, in whom will I trust? Jeremiah 13, or 33, 3. So 333, Jeremiah 33, 3. It says, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I'm just going to keep giving you expectation, what to expect as a believer, what to expect. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. <laughs> Hello! We have put God in a box in America for too long. We've, we've made God like this packaged it's almost like you go through a drive-thru and you get a Happy Meal. Here's God, the extra toy with the Happy Meal. No, that is not God, okay? God is not this little, weak, maybe he'll win, maybe he won't, maybe he hears your prayer, maybe he doesn't. That's not who God is, friends. That's who we've made God to be because we've allowed the fear of man. We've allowed culture to uh, kind of craft to us, dictate to us who God is. A lot of people are saying he's not even real. There's all this fake news out there with these people that are quote unquote scientists that are saying it's really about evolution. And uh, it actually happened, but you know, our life came from some other planet. Maybe something hit our, 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 our world, you know, like a meteor or something hit our world. No, oh, that's where life came from. Or maybe aliens came and planted us here. You know, all these different theories that are coming up. Well, it takes a lot of faith to believe that nonsense. I'll tell you, because who made them? I always say to people that, you know, it's like, uh, what came first, the chicken or the egg, you know? I mean, so, okay, you're saying that we maybe got, you know, there's ancient aliens on the History Channel. Don't watch that garbage, friends. Please don't watch that. I know some of you guys have minds that like to think of science fiction and stuff. I'm kind of like that. I like science fiction, so I, I get it. I mean, you know, there's an appeal. But the bottom line is it's fakery. It's false. The devil's still up to the same tricks that he was up to in the garden. He's always trying to make us think like, well, maybe God didn't say that, or maybe God didn't do that, or maybe God can't do that. It's, it's just we have to know our identity in Christ and who we are. We're overcomers. We're victorious. We're not defeated just because it looks bad right now. You know how many times in history when it was grim, when it was awful? I mean, think about like during the time of the plagues. Have you studied history? You know, the plagues. Oh, my gosh. Or, 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 you know, what about during the Spanish Inquisition? Or, I mean, what about World War II? I've been watching a, a whole docuseries on World War II. Awful. Imagine being one of those soldiers that were going to Iwo Jima or, you know, storming the beaches of Normandy or, you know, going through Europe, 
pushing back against the axis. I mean, those were crazy times. But, you know, they didn't have the internet. They didn't have a bunch of people saying all the stuff that they're saying now. And, um, you know, there was only one controlled news source pretty much at that point. It was pretty crazy, actually. A much different world. And I'm not saying that news was always given truthful information. I'm just saying they didn't have the, the many different voices that are out there now. And so uh, people are saying that we're done. That's it. They want, they want me to walk outside in my studio with a big white flag and wave it and just say, yeah, we're in the end times and that's it. We're done. We're defeated as a nation. They, they just want me to proclaim that. Why would I say that? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And plus I read the scripture. Hebrews 4.12, what does that say? For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. In Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God will supply every need according to his riches and glory in Jesus Christ. So when I read the scripture, I don't see that we're defeated anywhere. I see that the book of Revelation that tells that the devil will be thrown into the lake of fire, bottomless pit. I see that um, the saints of God will be raptured up at some point, whether it's pre, post, or mid-trib. I don't know, whatever God decides. Only he really knows the true answer to that, right? Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that we're, we're going to not only be out of here, we're going to rule and reign with him in the new Jerusalem. Walk on streets of gold. That's why the enemy wants us to be defeated. He wants us to think we're, we've lost the battle. It's such a lie. It's just like the fake news that they're putting out there. So we're in a world where, I mean, if you think about this story, just think about this story for a minute, okay? What if somebody told you a couple of years ago that there would be a plague that would come to the United States and the world and that we would all have to wear masks and we would have to stay six feet apart from each other and that everything would close down. People would pretty much primarily work from home for most jobs. They would call some people's jobs essential. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This is like a movie plot, guys. You know, some people would be essential, others would not. And by the way, in the middle of all this, in the middle of it all, there would be some uh, random uh, killing of an African-American man that would literally change the entirety of the, the narrative to, to now bring forth a critical race theory teaching in the schools as part of the curriculum. And, uh, and, and, and there would be uh, now almost like a reversal of racism in the 60s to where it would now be almost a bad thing to be a white male. That would be considered the lowest, uh, according to the new social standards. I mean, you can't even make this stuff up, friends. And by the way, I think all people, I agree with Martin Luther King. I think he was a tremendous man of God. You know, all men are created equal. That's what he wanted. Just everybody to be treated the same based on merit. You know, what if you could hire people based on merit instead of color? I mean, could you imagine? We're going backwards. I digress. So there's this, this massive plague that's, that, take, that will take over the world and it will cause in the 2020 election cycle a massive amount of mail-in ballots. Not, I'm not talking absentee, but mail-in ballots that will come from dead people. There will be some towns that more people will vote than that live in the town. And there will be all different types of, uh, you know, different things that will happen throughout the course of this election that will ultimately put in a man that seems like he is dealing with dementia and also has had business dealings with our, uh, our, our biggest threat in the world right now and biggest adversary with his son who is a drug. I mean, I could just go on and on about this story, right? And people would say, what in the world? That's actually true. That's a, and I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm saying it's just a story for a movie, right? Sure. Okay. 
Imagine where we're at, and that it would affect the election so much that it would that it would literally put this person in instead of the man that won probably in the biggest landslide in the history of the world. Can you imagine that? If I told somebody that like a couple years ago, it would people would be like, "No way, that that couldn't be." And so we we look at the situation in the natural, and we think, "What is going on?" Like everybody's just shocked. But then we have to remind ourselves again about the supernatural because we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Of course, the, the, the reality in the, in the natural is going to look crazy. We already know the devil's working to seek and destroy, seeing who he can devour, right? That's what he does. You know, I mean, we already know he's, he's a, a, like a roaring lion trying to devour us. He's accusing. Is he not accusing? Are you not being accused? I'm being accused. Well, it's exactly everything that's happening right now is exactly how the Bible said it would happen. And yet, for some strange reason, people are extremely uh, surprised and shocked. So, yeah, we could be in the end times. I know, I know some really great, credible pastors that just really believe we're in the end times and there's no turning back. And I understand where they're coming from, from a biblical standpoint. I'm not here to attack them. I'm not here to attack all these other pastors. Now, listen, being a pastor is a hard thing. What I'm trying to say is what I feel in accordance to what these scriptures that I read, and these are just a few, uh, Romans 8, 28. And we know that uh, for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Okay. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. I could just go on and on. I mean, I have a lot of scriptures written out here. But I, I want to set the expectation. Because according to the word of God, we are favored. According to the word of God, he has plans for us, which are hope and a future. What if we embraced who we are in Christ? What if we actually believed 100% those scriptures that I said today? Instead of listening to the negativity of our spouse or our friend or our coworker or our children or whoever it is, our parents, but instead we just said, yes, I am going to 100% wholeheartedly with all my mind, with all my strength, with everything that I have, I'm going to 100% today believe what the word of God says. I'm going to believe what it says. I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to live it out. I'm going to get up. I'm not going to get discouraged from what's going on. I'm going to walk out. If I go out of my house today, I'm going to bring the Holy Spirit with me and declare good things and speak good things out of my mouth and try to minister and, and look out for divine appointments that the Lord may align for me throughout my day. I'm going to walk in favor and blessing and the anointing according to what the word of God says, who I am in Christ and I know that our nation, things look crazy. And there's, as I mentioned the story earlier, that it's almost unbelievable that it's even true. Uh, you know, it sounds like a movie. But, but the thing is, is, is that who am I? Who am I? Maybe this is what God needs us to understand right now. Who are we? Who are we? Are we, are we going to believe what the Bible says we are? Are we going to believe what man says we are? Are we going to believe what the doctor says? Or are we going to believe God's report? Who are we? Are we a citizen of this world or are we a citizen of heaven? Do we believe that we're going to rule and reign for eternity with Christ? Do we believe in the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary? Did we repent of our sin and unrighteousness? Are we walking in the anointing and the, and the fire and the power? The Acts chapter 2, where literally they were speaking in other tongues. People were like, what is going on up in that upper room? It's power, 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 power. That power can change the direction. I believe faith of a mustard seed move the mountain we got a mountain faith of a mustard seed I believe the report of the Lord 
Too many times in my life I've witnessed miracles. Too many times in my life God has come through. When he hasn't come through, he only came through with something better. When he didn't answer, didn't answer a prayer that I had, it was because he was protecting me. I have to believe that God is doing something right now, friends. And I know that it's hard to believe this. This is why this is like a pep talk today. It's an exhortation. You are a very special individual. It's not a mistake that you're listening to this broadcast. Listen, where are you right now? Why, how, how come all of a sudden you're listening to a, a podcast? How did you find me? How did this happen? Did God not connect this whole thing? Is this whole thing not his orchestration? Who is this guy talking on my phone or wherever you're listening? Who is, how did this happen? This happened because God is connecting his remnant for a time as this. Everything is orchestrated according to the Lord. He knew exactly what was going to happen with the election. He knew that people were going to, some people were going to freak out and other people were going to just go believe it and just move forward and act like nothing happened. And a lot of people were going to go back to their apathy. And he knew some people were just going to go back to business as usual. And there's going to be this remnant in America, the, the Gideons 300 that are like, wait a minute, did you see what just happened? And, and we're going to be talking amongst each other. They're going to try to censor us. He knew it all. He knew that family members would think we're crazy. He knew that people would persecute us. He knew that some days we'd grow tired. He knew that some days we'd wonder how we're going to get our next meal. Listen, I understand, okay? That's why we're in this together. We're in this together. But don't give up, friend. And don't let that weariness come in. The Bible says, do not grow weary in doing good. This is a spiritual battle at the highest of levels, probably the highest we've ever witnessed in our lifetime. People around the world are watching. Everybody's wondering what's going to happen. Maybe nothing. Maybe not some, you know, some time will go by without anything happening. Maybe a couple months from now. We don't really know what's going to happen. But what we do know is the promises of God, what his scripture says, who we are in Christ, our identity, what his promises are. What did he say? Who did he say we are? What did he say was going to happen with our life? Were we going to have hope and a future or was it all done? Should we go wave the white flag outside and surrender to what? To the enemy? To the devil? To his plan? No. Didn't God say he'd be with us even until the end of the age? He said exactly these things. And I don't know why we doubt, but we do. And so some days we just need to think about it all and say, wait a minute, that is who I am. Christ saved me. He called me to be set apart for a time as this. He's prepared every, have you ever gone to the point of not having enough food to live to where you died? No. Why? Because you're here. Listen, I've had some low points in my life, real low points, highs and lows. I'm writing about it right now in my book. Highs and lows. Some of them I have to relive when I'm writing the book. And I'm like, wow, I forgot about that. Wow, yeah, that was a crazy time. Wow, I can't even believe that because we get into you know our new our new life now, and we we kind of forget some of the things we've been through, and we write about them, we talk about them. Somebody reminds us, and we're like, oh yeah, that's right, that happened. So this this too shall pass, and we will look back and see why God did this and allowed this. Maybe it's not His doing, but He's allowing it. He's allowing it so that we grow in our faith, go deeper in our trust. Understand how to be persecuted. Be prepared. David was prepared. He was prepared so that by the time that he would have to fight Goliath, he'd already had enough experience in certain areas to know that God was with him. And that ultimately prepared him to be king. So it's the same thing for you and I. Nothing you've been through will be wasted. It's all a preparation. We're getting to a climax and an amazing story 
We're going to see this all play out. And you are the chosen elect, if you will. Not the ones that will be deceived, though. You're the ones with your eyes open. You're the ones that, that are hearing from the Holy Spirit. And so get strengthened in your faith today. God has prepared us for this moment. This is our time to shine. It's not our time to cower. It's not our time to give up. Thank you, Remnant Warriors, for listening. Listen, spend time with your family this weekend. Enjoy the weekend. If you don't have family, spend time with friends. If you don't have friends, spend time with God. All of you, all of us should spend time with God, right? He is our friend, our very present help in time of need. He is the, all that we need, really. He's enough. I love you guys. I thank you for tuning in. Hey, listen, if you can help us, we really need your support. Please go to toddcoconado.com slash give. If you feel that the things that we're doing here are of the Lord, and you can partner with us, really appreciate you. toddcoconado.com slash give. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon.